talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> I just be like minding my own business and fine ass niggas just be trying to scoop me up and let me smoke their quarters, eights, dimes. I like it when he roll up. He know I like it when he roll up. I like it when he roll up. Put the Murray in the blunt and he stroll up. Well, tell me I'm David Harris, editor-in-chief of Spectrum Culture, and you're joining us for the Enjoy Your Life podcast. Yeah, the 31st edition. 31st. New edition. Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief, which means just like... The chief editor. The chief editor. <laughs> <laughs> it means hours of work. Um, it was, I, I remember reading that Monty Python did a, like, a, like a live stage show tour at one point. And they brought Graham Chapman's ashes. It was it was to announce a tour that they were doing, and he they brought his ashes out, and then proceeded to accidentally drop his ashes oh. all over the yeah. place. And then I think one of them screamed, "Oh my God, he's so dead!" Oh no! <laughs> Luckily, uh, our usual host Holly Hazelwood is not dead. Um, she's just taking the night off. That's where I was going with that. Oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, what? I'm not sure where that's what this is leading to. <laughs> she's just taking the night off. You know, hopefully not preparing for the uh, thing that's going on downtown tomorrow with the uh, Proud Boys. But um, yeah, so we miss you, Holly, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Um, and then over here we've got Eric Miller. An excellent introduction. <laughs> Probably the best one you you had. There's been a few. So for those of you that are listening for the first time, and for our guest, I usually give these two a hard time. And I uh, love it. There's been a few times like where we actually had to stop it and re-record it because it was too much of a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I, I was. I got a little teary-eyed because, uh, and he realized how deep it it stung, and and that was it. Well, I did, you know, call you the Grand Wizard of Wisecracks at one yeah, point. That so was not an okay. <laughs> definitely not an okay. Yeah, it's not an okay way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Eric is is he does comedy uh, locally, and he's also a musician too. So um, you know, I was making comic jokes for a, a long time, yes. like alliterations, and then I just got too went too far. So yeah. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the equivalent of turning blue? No, I don't think so. Do you ever swear in your, I mean, do you, when you do comedy, do you swear ever or do you keep? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's because I do improv. I I mean, I try not to because I feel like it's just, I'm, it's like a stall. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying, I try to, you know, I try to take it out just because it's less immediate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, totally. When I saw Weird Al the other night, he did say, I like your boobs in a song, which I thought was like way over the line for like a Weird Al. Interesting. Yeah. It was the, Oh, is it the Jackson Park? Yeah. I don't know that song. It went on forever. It's yeah. He's he's got like those story songs and like the I, ball of twine. Have you ever heard that one? I adore that song. Yeah. And Albuquerque is the same way. The Neil Young Albuquerque. No. No. Do we have a we do have a guest tonight? We do. We do this yes. every time. I mean, uh, we're actually cutting this off because usually Holly throws in her two cents and then I, you know make someone cry. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to go get tissues. There was a time you, you, you spilled your drink all over the. Um, <laughs> All over the, the um, board over there, and it started shooting fire. And uh, Okay, um, we do have a guest tonight who I'm very proud to announce and have on. It's a, um, they are a local rapper. Uh, name is Marquis. Yeah, is one of the Willamette Weeks, which is our local uh, weekly. One of the best new acts was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, best new best new bands. Best new bands. Which I'm technically not a band, but 
I'll take it. <laughs> my my, uh, my mom and my sister were at an Airbnb, and uh, this week here they were visiting, and there was a book called 500 Best Bands or something of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, number one's The Beatles. Number two is Chuck Berry. Number three is Elvis. Like, wait, 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 wait. These guys aren't bands. Yeah. It's not, Chuck Berry's not a band. Uh-huh. So, Are they, uh, was it an order of like the best or yeah. was it? Huh. I mean, Godspeed Black Emperor was like number 492 or something, <laughs> but they're in there. <laughs> they made it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the Beatles, it was a real, I was shocked, you know, Yikes. opened it up to see the Beatles. Who made this list? I, I don't know. Whoever, it was the 500 best, you know, it's like clickbait in a book. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. What would you say is the best rock band of all time? The I have no I I have no idea. There I mean there's Chuck Klosterman wrote that uh, an, I think it was an essay in his book recently that talked about how there's like rock and roll has like in the grand scheme of music like rock and roll is just a very small blip and how there used to be uh, you know John Philip Sousa is sort of like a shortcut for talking about marching band music mm. you know can name another one. Exactly. Well, that's, that was his point. Was that that um, Aaron Copeland? There was actually it was actually a very big genre of marching band music, mm-hmm. but it was you know, it has now been like distilled down to be represented by John Philip Sousa. So you know, and when actually there were probably a bunch of other artists, mm-hmm. and so he was trying to figure out who in the you know a hundred or so years from now, where when rock and roll is not around, like who would be the artist that would mo- best distill the rock and roll era down. Mm. And he like talks, you know, he, he talks about all the different people and it's just, it's like a really fascinating, I won't spoil who he chose, but we, he's, he was mentioned. Metallica? No, but he was mentioned in your three, the three names that you mentioned. Chuck Berry? Yep, it was Chuck Berry. Good old Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck and his camera. You guys know about that, right? Uh-uh. Oh, he got in deep shit for having uh, cameras in the stalls in his <gasps> restaurant. So like, when- Chuck Berry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, trash. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so trash. sorry to cancel Chuck for y'all. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, like, you know, I was at the movies and there's so many shitty movies that come out every week. Oh, my God. And it's just like, they're going to be forgotten. Yeah. Like when you watch like a, like a Tarantino movie and they show clips of these old movies that you've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. It's like there's 1968 or whatever it was, wasn't just Bonnie and Clyde and The Graduate. I mean, there was a three or four movies a week and mm-hmm. that's what, what's happening now too it's like I mean it's kind of the same argument like which movies are going to be remembered right you know are people going to be watching La La Land and probably in 30 years um, yeah know. I always think about that there's so much just like saturated and there's not like I rarely see I don't like go to the movies really often to like see shit because I'm just like it all seems like the same or like they're selling nostalgia back to us every oh, yeah. Single day. <laughs> so I'm just you must like, be a Stranger Things fan. No. <laughs> no. I really tried to watch it because, like, the first season, I got like halfway through it and I was like, I can't. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it certainly lays it on pretty thick. <laughs> Very much. The, like, you know, the styling is great for like the period, I think, and like the, like, the set design and stuff is great for the period, but I'm just like, uh. Can I get something else? <laughs> I, I can just watch the thing. You know, I mean, this yeah, season is like, a total like take on the thing. Yeah, uh, and, uh, the second season, uh, the third season. Actually. Oh, oh, there's three seasons. Of the it? third one just came out like maybe like a month ago. A couple of them are even making out yeah. right now. They've got to that point. Yeah. Oh, damn, I'm late. I didn't realize it was three seasons. I actually really enjoyed this season. Yeah, I'm halfway done. It's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah I it's won't pretty talk good. About it, yeah. But I, I liked it. Hmm. It got yeah. Did you cry? I, 
no, I know what you're alluding to. But I, no, I don't, I don't even know what I'm alluding to. <laughs> uh, it's, but there is, I mean, there's like a really touching moment. Have I the, gotten to it yet? No. Okay. It's at the very end. Oh, okay. Then I have no idea what I'm talking about. So yeah. I'm not alluding to anything. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Jada said there was a section in there, I believe, that, that made her cry. Okay. Um, Maybe it wasn't you that she was talking to. Maybe I'm. Maybe I should totally cut this out. <laughs> no, you should keep talking. Who else was there? Who else was there? Was Elvis there? <laughs> what do you have to say? By, by Jada crying, I mean me. Oh, I was crying. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, we do have a topic tonight. It has to do with crying and Stranger Things, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna dive right into it. I mean, the, the guest, as you know, those of you, the three of you who listen, you know, religiously, I do. I do have friends that actually. Ask me when the next one's coming out, so that's good. You know, yes, better than it was two years that's ago. That's great. Um, and I do have a friend that I think's going to listen to this, and then next year I'm going to hold him to it. Is flying from Rhode Island to come to Pickathon because we sold him on it. On oh, our no podcast. kidding. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Have you has Pickathon? You ever was that on your radar ever? Or? I have been to Pickathon once when I was backup dancing for Shanti Darling. We went and performed one year, um, but I've never played. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but. The camping part of it. I'm you don't have to. You can just drive home. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we drive back. I mean, it's not. It's sort of against the spirit, but like, I, yeah. I don't want to camp. It's, it's like 20 not minute drive. A, not in a festival situation. Yeah, no. There was a, there, you know, this I is want to go home. <laughs> the first year in a while, I felt like there was like a huge dearth of hip hop this year. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, Karma was there. Yeah, Karma was there. And uh-huh. then... Um, Last year there was a lot more, right? We had Black Milk. Was that last year? And um, Open Mike Eagle. I'm getting my. No, yeah, I think that was the year. Together. Mike Eagle was there the year before. They at least have like three or four usually. And this yeah. year they just had Carmen Rivera, and that was it. I think. Uh, I mean, Lido uh, Pimienta. Yeah, she was uh, sort of bridged a few uh, there. I mean, Mariba kind of. Kind of. Um, and then she sang um, a lot more. Than Sudan Mariba. Archives. Oh, okay. Sudan was Archives. There, and she was. Uh, so totally I don't know if you've heard her but Mm-mm. she like loops she plays violin and loops it and just I mean just something else like it was, yeah it was really cool Phil, Phil Lesh had some mad rhymes there. <laughs> 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 um, no but uh, yeah you know Pickathon is incredible hopefully they'll ask you to play some year you know yeah um, Shout out Pickathon. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about Pickathon here. Hey, why don't you tell us about what the what, you, what you're bringing for us to talk about? Oh yeah. So today I just wanted to talk about and touch on how. So this like the last three days alone, so many amazing films and music released visuals for um, tracks off of their projects, and it was just really interesting to see. Um, I thought personally how there was a culminating full moon around the same time. And literally, back to back to back, so many of my favorite like women and femme artists like put out amazing, amazing visuals um, back to back. And what I found was so interesting about it was, um, you know, I really feel like we're entering a time where there is a shifting mentality around like how much is available to everyone. Cause I feel like a lot of um, there's been this energy in the music industry of like, there's scarcity and opportunity and especially like regarding women and femmes, especially like black women and femmes. And I just found it so interesting that everyone 
put out music videos around the same time. And every video is like getting attention and getting traction. And like, I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful time to be in for women and femmes in music and hip hop especially. And so, yeah, I just wanted to like touch on that and like really vocalize how, like what an amazing shift that is happening. And like, it's really cool to see in real time. Do you feel? Do you feel like you, there's been a like a, a steady build up to this moment, or was it sort of a, like when when you know when you realized there were all these videos that came out at the mm-hmm. same time? Was it just like oh my gosh, it's just like where where did this come from, or, or did you actually like kind of? I just yeah, I feel like it's been it I've it's been trying to happen for a long time. I've been seeing this slow slow rise of um, more and more like women and femmes breaking out into music and doing so unapologetically and also doing so in a way that uplifts someone else that's also trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really cool to see that the mentality doesn't have to be because I can, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, excuse me, offer you anything because that's going to take away from what I'm trying to do. Right, right. Yeah. What decade did you grow up in? <clears throat> Excuse me, the nineties. The nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting because I'm, uh, I'm curious about like in terms of long view and, and uh, mm-hmm. how long someone's been around. Because I can distinctly remember the film Mannequin when I was like, no, it's, I'm not trying to be funny though. Like, I was like, I was like ten maybe when it came out. As seeing the first, Wait, is that that's not the one with Daryl Hannah. No, Wait, it's Kim Control. Kim Control. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I, that's the first kind of representation in art of a. Um, queer black character mm-hmm. that I, I can I distinctly remember it and it's just uh, for someone who has been around longer than that even just to see like the, the number of people like you're saying coming out of this is really amazing so mm-hmm. I'm just curious like with your own experience when you were young was it was that like sort of uh, person with, with, or those people would mm-hmm. that be somebody that was making music and like, like, like did you have people to look up to uh, I oh in music when I was younger, younger, I think my first, like, I don't know, the first time I was exposed to someone that was, like, doing music and art in a way that I felt, like, really, really, like, represented who I was also was when I was about maybe... 16 or 17, I had gotten into a really nasty car wreck and cut up my arm. And so I like was like out for a little bit, but I had gotten like a cute little insurance check. So I bought like my first compute like laptop. And that was when YouTube was like really, really popping off. And I, I had really strict parents. So I didn't have like, we didn't have like a computer in the house. So when I finally got my computer, I was like, I want to get on this, like, YouTube and, like, see what is going on. And it was just, like, a trove of information. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know how I found this artist. I Maybe it was, like, a Google search of, like, you know, gay artists, singers, or, you know, I don't know how. Or maybe, I, I think I was watching choreography videos. That's what it was. That's what it was. I was watching choreography videos, and this person named Jonte popped up. And 
the way they were moving their body in heels and also their body was just like so strong and they had like this bald head and they had these like really androgynous features and they were so strong but also so feminine. I was so, I was just like, oh my God, that's me. (laughs) And from that point on, I was just like, because I saw the representation in the world and I knew that it existed and I knew I wasn't alone, that was kind of like what got my gears turning and like I really started like moving towards that. Um, And that's kind of like what inspired me to like want to move to Portland because Jonte is like a Portland like native and um, is also like Beyonce's like choreographed for her. Wow. And so, and but also sings and like raps and is just like so multi-talented in so many ways. And I'm just like, that was like the first time. How do you spell like, their name? Jonte, J-O-N-T-E. And I believe there's an apostrophe at the end. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had YouTube when we were in high school. Uh, <laughs> funny yeah, I want to tell you, yeah, you, that era of you, I was just like, what is this like thing? Like anything that I want to like learn or like know about, it's just like right here. We had a, like you probably did too, we had a dial-up modem where you'd get on like BBS shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my God, the dial-up era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like my dad is gay and mm-hmm. I remember when, and he's older, but mm-hmm. I remember when um, Brokeback Mountain came out that he went and saw it over and over and over again mm-hmm. and it's just like he was telling me just to see someone, even though he's not a cowboy or anything like that, just to yeah. see someone that he can identify with yeah, on that the big experience. screen. Because yeah. traditionally, you know, the, the hero is a white dude mm-hmm. or, you know, and I don't know. And there's like, so I, I think we take for granted growing up that the people that we see as like rock heroes look like us, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the the socially accepted norm. Yeah. Um, so did you? So you were talking about the the people who just put stuff out recently. You want to yeah. name talk about some of them? Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm a huge fan of Doja Cat, and there's a song of her called Juicy that she just put the visual out for, and it was directed by. Oh, I feel like it was like Pete. I forget. But um, it's amazing. It is, like, it's really good. And then lately, I have, like, because I'm such a, I grew up in the era of, like, MTV and music videos. And for a while, I had been feeling like people and they're, like, when it comes to, like, the visuals for, you know, whatever singles or, like, whatever track, you know, they decide to put visuals to, I just... I'm a tough critic, (laughs) but it's like I've always, I'm a very visual person also. And like within my music, it is very visual and thematic. And I just, it's been a while since I've been so inspired by like visuals for like music tracks that are like, that I, the track I'm like digging, you know what I mean? And so Doja Cat's Juicy was so, it was bomb. It is probably one of the best music videos I've seen in a long time. And let me see, who else just put something out? Uh, John Doe, I don't know if you listen to her. Also just put Bomb Visual out for- John tra- Doe? John Doe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it J-E-A-N or J-O-A-N? I think J- I'm J- thinking John Gray. J- it's yeah. like J-E-A-N Doe. So maybe it's Jane Doe. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out her. Sorry if I'm totally butchering this right now. I'm hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, D, maybe. 
Oh yeah, maybe it's D E A. Yeah, it's D E A U X. My bad. Interesting. And what's the first name? Jean, like J E N. Okay. J E A N. You mean J E A N? Yeah. Okay, like the French. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Fire. Yeah. And then also Normani released a video today for her single Motivation Fire. <laughs> While you're at home, you know, you can pause and check these out. Yes, and check them out. Come back in and and, uh, and uh, let us know what you think. It's it's I mean it's interesting to me that the uh that w- I feel like for so long music got away from having I mean like videos became such an afterthought for a long time mm-hmm. and now it's it's curious to me if, if uh, the, like what's been if what's been driving this push with with music videos is that you know music has become I, I'm not sure what the right word is but like there is it's it's not disposable but that there is so much music and there is like mm-hmm. we have access to so much that like how do you how do you find anything anymore because yeah you, like, you know and like music videos obviously have come back in to fill that void. It was the same thing that happened in the eighties, you know, when MTV first came on and it was Mm. just like, there were artists that were made in that era. Yeah. And it seems like Katrina and the waves. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, Bonnie Tyler uh, or any, um, was it total clips of the heart? Oh, okay. So like any, I mean, just any of those artists that like sort of had, you know, became mainstays, but um, it's interesting to me. I hadn't really thought about that until like when you is it a Beyonce it. thing that started with the visual album? I, f- I honestly feel like that could that was probably a catalyst for it because when Lemonade came out, right, the, I one, th- the one before it had it too. The self titled one also had a visual album too. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think for me more so like. Lemonade was so, like, conceptual in this, like, very concise way. And it also just, like, came at such a like, important time in the world that after that, everyone was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's so, there's no limit to the imagination and, like, what you can, like, like you were kind of saying, like, add on to the the sonic part of it. Mm -hmm. Like it is a beautiful thing. And also I think we're living in a time where we don't have to like in the nineties, people were making fucking music videos with million dollar budgets. Right. People don't have that. Independent artists don't have that. And I think people are realizing that it's possible to get beautiful quality visuals for, you know, I mean, they're shooting movies on iPhone. Was it Tangerine? Yeah, people are shooting the shit on yeah. like GoPros and iPhones. Did and, you see like, Tangerine? They shot this whole movie I haven't on seen Tangerine. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I guess just and they, it looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you see it? I have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it looks. I mean, you can kind of tell, but but it's still like it looks great. I mean, you wouldn't. It doesn't detract it at adds all. An yeah, so it's, adds an immediacy absolutely. to it. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like when we were growing up, like remember Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm-hmm. Like, they even, like, would tell you, like, have you seen the video for Thriller? I have, yeah. Like, yeah. they'd even tell you, like, what time it would be on. Like, you know, because MTV, they just put them on. Oh, oh right, right, right. And, like, just put movies, you know. If you so were you'd on, have to wait. You'd have to wait for anything else. But for this one, they said. You knew when it, you knew when it was going to be oh, on. Oh, wow, so you really? tune in. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> otherwise, it's like, you know, I want to see the Buggles video. I got to, you know, sit here and, like. 
Wow. You know, but for I this know, one, right? yeah. it's so I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. It is. It's like, but it is like my 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 kids like have have this this thing where like where like if we're listening to the radio in the car, they're like not understanding like why like I'm like no I can't yeah like we just yeah, like, like, I, can't I can't play whatever you want yeah we just had that with the lion sleeps tonight. Uh, like you know, we're in the car and it came on serious, and then two days after, twice, we can, can we put Lion Sleeps Tonight on? I'm like, no, I can't. I can't make it up. I'm so <laughs> but sorry. I told this story on a different podcast, thanks to you, but I'll bring it up again. It's uh, when I was a kid, I really liked that "Turn On Your Heartlights" song by Neil, uh, Neil oh, Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this ET song that he got sued over, right? Uh, didn't he and Burt Bacharach go to see ET, and then they wrote a song about it, and then they got yes. sued? Okay. Well, they didn't. I, I think the. Uh, the filmmakers were like, uh, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't um, make money off of my intellectual But it's like, they were like, it was like an actual, like, we appreciate, it was like a, it was like a fan. It's like the mixed song. It's like yeah. a pre oh. They were like, like, we saw this movie, we were so moved by it that we wrote this song and they were like, nah, E.T. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was five or six when this song came out and I loved everything E.T. So my mom had to sit there with the radio playing and with the record button and pause on the tape player oh, yeah. and wait for whenever the hell this song popped on. I mean, they played it a lot because mm-hmm. it was big, but, and then hit play. And of course, like every time she'd do this with a song, like the first 10 seconds would always cut off or something yeah. like that. But it's like, it's, we used to do that with the, like the tapes and like record, like record the radio onto the tapes. Yeah. I think that the, the today's equivalent is like people doing Facebook live and starting it with like the camera on their face for a second before flipping it. L-O-L. Yeah. Oh my God. Why don't we take a break and listen to a song that we were going to, we're going to switch some stuff around, but why don't you pick one of the three people? Is that what you want to do? Like pick one of those three songs and we can listen to it? Or do you want to do, we'll do one of your songs a little later, but do you want to pick one of these and we can check it out? We are going to listen to Motivation by Normani. Okay, well, let's check it out and then we'll be back and talk about it. I'ma break you off, let me be your motivation to stay and give it tonight. Baby, turn around, let me give you innovation. Cause I do it so right.
All right, that was Normani with Motivation. Get into it. Check it out wherever you stream music. <laughs> yeah. And the, so many options. Yeah. yeah. But make sure you watch it too. Yes, and watch the visual because it's sickening. Yeah, Eric, would you like to describe the video, like step, like every moment of it? <laughs> it just, I mean, it did feel like a throw. We talked about how it felt very much like a throwback in terms of like there is a lot of dancing. Yes, in it, it is a is, classic, classic, like choreo driven visual, which is why I'm so obsessed with it because the choreo kills. Her body is so strong and she's just like the song is super cute too. It's just like. It's a hit. Now, is this something like the choreo dancing that hasn't been a thing or in for a while? I feel like there have been like a lot of artists that are very choreo driven in there. Like Tanache is always giving like a choreo moment. Who else? Obviously Beyonce. Um, off the top of my head, that's like you know. Like and Normani. What's always amazed me is the people that can dance like that and sing at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, between, yeah. You know, it is like, hard. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I saw Justin Timberlake at the Moda Center, like not this time with his new shitty album, but the one before. Uh-huh. And they, you know, the guy danced for like two and a half hours. And yeah. Almost didn't even break a sweat. It it's a like. level of stamina that, um, yeah. <laughs> Which is why Janet Jackson lip syncs when she. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just crazy, like to see someone like you know up there, and you know when they're moving, you can hear it in their voice a little bit. But then, yeah, you know, it's like back in the day, there'd be people that would just be like doing these like crazy dance moves, and it sounded just like the recorded version. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it's a level of yeah stamina and diaphragm control <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you said you wanted to say something before, so uh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on it now, but just I'm I'm trying to think about just the the in terms of music videos, uh, just playing a, a part in in the in the the uh, ecosystem now of music, mm-hmm. and, and you know, when Beyonce was making these these visual albums, like. Uh, and I don't know, I, you were talking about how your your music is very visual mm-hmm. driven. So do you have in mind, like when you're when you're writing the song, do you are you thinking of what the visuals will be at the time? Uh, I mean, like, is that part of the writing process? For yeah, you? it usually like when I'm writing, I'm telling like a story or it's like coming from like real life experience. And yeah, it's very much so a lot of times as I'm writing, I'm like also I like also know what I want the visual to be. Not all the time. Like the video I, video I just released, it took me for I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but it took me forever to decide mm-hmm. what, exactly what I wanted to do because the song was like my favorite one from the record, and I really wanted it to be bomb. Yeah. So it took me a little bit longer to get it dialed in, but a lot of times the visual comes like right away yeah. and. That's something that's really fun for me too, because I love to create visuals a lot. I love, I love directing. The interesting thing is, is like how a song changes life after your music. Like a really good music video is yes. It's like you know, we, like you can't. There's certain songs like when you hear it, and like you know, for example, I'm bringing up old school stuff, but like Lucky Star, like mm-hmm. like the, the visual just pops in your head like immediately. Totally, you know, that iconic kind of outfit or something like that, or. 
uh, was it Survivor with Destiny Child where they're like running through like the, yeah, the jungle, the jungle. And they're on the boat <laughs> and <laughs> like during a storm in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. I mean, movies do that too. Like when you like they, they put a song on a soundtrack. Like, oh like, yeah, you know, there's that uh, Living in Stereo song by the Cars that I can't ever not think of Phoebe Keats, Kate's coming out of the swimming pool in, um, and I think they did the reverse of it in Stranger Things yes. actually with Billy coming out of the, yes. the locker. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. But that's it's like right. the, the, See, they inverted selling it. Selling you nostalgia. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those, uh, those like combo tours like the I Love the 90s with Young MC and salt and Peppa. Oh, yeah. yeah. salt and Peppa should be touring on their own anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's like Young MC, Vanilla Ice and you know, the, the, the Funky Bunch without Marky Mark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sans Mark. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, it's like, can you guys think of songs that have totally taken a new life in your in your head now that you've seen them? Like it's like what I've seen, I can never unsee sort of thing. Oh. Like anything, it can be anything old, anything new. You know, um, oh, that's such a hard one. Yeah, yeah that, that is a hard one. I and I mean, I yeah, I can't think of. I mean, there. I can only think of like. I can't think of anything that necessarily changed the song for me. Um, it's interesting because I'm so I'm a lot more disconnected now from watching music videos mm-hmm. than I used to be. Mm-hmm. That's because so, you still watch MTV, waiting for the music videos to come <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they the will one, come back. Yeah, point. I get the one video, and then it's the over real world one thousand. <laughs> but like, I, I'm thinking of uh, like like Run the Jewels, their second album when they, I just, I had listened to the music so much and mm-hmm. I was really, I had my own sort of relationship with it that sometimes when they would put visuals to it, I was like, that's not, that's not quite what I was yeah. imagining during, during. What's the song where the cop and the dude are fighting? Yeah. The video is amazing. It's amazing, but yeah. it's, it's such, I, I can't remember what the song is. Is the one with Zach De La Rocha? Um, uh, it is. Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's not, and, and let's, uh, yeah. And it was like, I mean, it totally, and I don't know if that's like a, the best example, but it was certainly like not at all what I had envisioned yeah. where with that song, I just, I pictured something because they talk a lot, if I recall correctly, it's a lot about being in prison or he talks about, there's a lot of rhyming about prisons and, or am I confusing that with another song? It's been so long since I've listened to that album, but um, yeah. And it's such a like powerful video to watch yeah. and it was, Yeah. I think for me, maybe, hmm, the first thing that comes to mind is My Chemical Romance, that Helena track. I was, like, listening to that track for, like, a long, long time before, like, the video came out. And then once the video came out, now, of obviously, like, I, whenever I hear the song, I just, like, think about him carrying like all of them carrying that like coffin down the stairs and it's like raining and he's like freaking out like freaking out singing like the also his like vocals are amazing but yeah I just always think about like that scene like them care like their his pale face like carrying this like coffin down, down like these stairs um and then also God save the queen. Beyonce, that track "Blow," when they're the video for it, they're like in a like roller rink, and in the beginning of it, she's like rolling up in these like low rider bicycles and like salon, just like right next to her, and it's just so like 
it's just like so black <laughs> and so good that whenever I I really do um, have they the visual and the music have this like symbiotic relationship in my mind whenever I like hear the track without the visual or see the it's like this weird experience every time because like the visual is so good yeah. it's so good. Do you guys ever see Sabotage by Beastie Boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's this part where in the song when you're like, oh! And there's a part in the video where there's dummies falling off a bridge. It's supposed to be the person. Uh, every time I hear that, <laughs> that scream in the song, I always think of the dummy falling off the bridge. Like, that's a dummy. <laughs> it's just like, just the, uh, that's the, not a real person. But just the, just the, the, the panic the, attack the, every time. Yeah, yeah. The movement of, you know what I'm talking about? You see yes. Sabotage, yeah. Um, but then, you know, obviously the Weird Al videos are made for the songs and I don't know. But then there's also videos that just have nothing. That they Just like, what? Yeah, they're very true. I'm just, I, oh. Well, I mean, Radio, Radiohead, when Paranoid Android came out, they, when they first released that song, they, there was this, it was this cartoon that was like paired with it and it like, it didn't time out to the rhythms. It was just like, mm-hmm. and it turns out it was some separate thing that already existed and they just sort of like, plopped it on yeah. top of it and it was just so at the time it felt really like what the fuck yeah. is happening here and it worked but what's the video I think it's Tool maybe where it's like I don't know if it's like claymation yeah. and the thing uh-huh. like the weird things yes. are like, that music video is out of control that, yeah, that stuff is Black so Hole Sun creepy. Yeah, yeah. it's so creepy <laughs> oh one thing I do like about the like video we just watched and um, a lot of the more modern hip hop videos, it's like it's, for a while it seemed like hip hop fell in like rap videos fell into like this template of the same yeah, shit, slow mo, mm-hmm. cars coming in real soon. You know, um, it's just like I'm glad that there's someone doing something different. Yeah, I feel like you know the. I'm not necessarily sure if it's like a template or rather it's just like that is a part of the culture, which is beautiful, but it's also, it's also one experience. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's also one just like representation of the culture. And I think what's happening now is that people of like, people of the black experience that have different experience within our culture are, um, starting to pipe up and want to have their stories told. And it's it's really cool that people are starting to feel empowered to tell their stories in like a really beautiful way. And we're getting different stories besides just like, you know, maybe the, the cis male um, perspective or the cis woman perspective. I think that's really important for the healing of the culture and the, the progression of the culture as well. Yeah, because I remember reading over those music videos, like they'd rent the bling, they'd rent the cars. Oh, they'd yeah. They'd rent everything. Most definitely. You know, they, like, you know, they're, they're, it's obviously you're showing a certain lifestyle that they don't even actually like live, but people are striving for it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's, do you think that's socially responsible? At this point in time, no. absolutely not I don't like uh, there are much more important things that we (laughs) that we have to like pay attention to and like sort of remedy that are going on in our um, community and the world at large Um, that's just like my personal I mean could you imagine someone in like the 90s of Beyonce or Jay-Z stature like urging people to go vegan 
No, that's Even that is like no, that is like that's what I'm getting it's at. Like is Suge that Knight. <laughs> I, yeah, like let's flex like owning property and growing our own like vegetables and um having more equity in our yeah. like in our community. That's you know what I'm focused on. But you know, I live for a gaudy flex here and there too. It's 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 like I said, it's the culture, so I can't like be swing one way or another. Sorry, I'm still hung up on Suge Knight, like advocating for uh, like climate change or something. Because <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. And that's like in the black community, especially I feel like it's very important for our, you know, quote unquote leaders or people who have platforms like that to definitely encourage that in their followers. Because that's, you know, though, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that... I don't know. Maybe I won't say that it's not anyone's responsibility because I think it is in a way. <laughs> but I feel like when you have millions of like not only dollars but also people listening to what you have to say and real and like really taking it in, I think that that's something to consider. And meanwhile, someone like Bono gets a bad rap for like advocating for water in Africa, clean water in Africa, and stuff like that. Like, people hate it sometimes too. I don't. It's like I don't a, understand that. I don't yeah. understand why people get so mad at. You're a fucking singer. Either. Sing your fucking. Like when I've seen Bruce Springsteen before, you know. I'm you not just that. a singer. Yeah. I'm not just an artist. I'm a human that lives on the same planet, dying planet as you. Yeah, <laughs> and so I also have concerns that are larger than fucking music. Well, and there's I, mean, I don't no understand to it too. Of like there, there is that like double edged sword, right? Where it's like they're like. You can either be a, a rich artist and not care. You can just, I'm not even not care, but you just don't really do anything. You just go over here. Or you can be a rich artist who does care, but you still get, sh- I mean, either way, it's kind of a bad look, yeah, right? I feel, yeah, I, mean, I feel like you, yeah, there's, you're going to lose with people either way. But I just, I definitely feel like personally, oh, excuse me, that. It would be hard for me to have an ex- excess of resources and not want to help in whatever way I could because there's neither, just, neither does our president. You know, he, he feels the same way too. <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't know, there's just too much that needs to be remedied and like fixed, and I couldn't imagine like knowing that I could help because. Let's be honest, the biggest way to help is with resources <laughs> and money. And like I couldn't imagine having access to the things that require, you know, those things and not doing it. So but I'm also not rich, so I don't know what, what I would do. <laughs> I would like to think. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like you, you were talking about uh the was it uh who was the artist that you said that the choreographer the Jante, yeah. uh-huh. um, like in terms of seeing somebody that, uh, like that you were like, this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you think about that in terms of like when you're presenting yourself, uh, and the videos and I mean, cause it is, a, and like being, being that person for somebody else. Yeah. It's actually, um, why I take it so seriously because, um, a lot of people come to me and they, they say those things and, when that started happening a lot, <laughs> I really, really had some conversations with myself around why I do what I do and like how important it is to sort of be that for someone. Um, and because that is so important and because I take it so serious, I really, really try my best to 
um, just like really, really be honest and a hundred percent true and real in my work. And cause I know that it's like beyond just like me and like what I want out of it and mm-hmm. what I plan to do with it. It definitely goes beyond that. I'm going to take it very serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this because um, it, 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 we, we segued from the 90s kind of hip hop videos to like the, the, the modern ones being a little bit more socially aware. Yeah. Least, or definitely more aware in the way women are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking back like when I was young, like my favorite rap videos were always the oddball ones. There was mm-hmm. the one that Spike Jones directed that was like a notorious B.I.G. video where it was the same kind of like actions, like, but. Everyone was like, like a little kid. So there was like a little oh, kid that was like yeah. Buff Daddy and like a little Busta Rhymes. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, yeah. shit. I haven't seen that in so long. That was like a fantastic video too. But a lot of them were just kind of like, in my mind, blending together. You know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I I definitely agree that it's it's always the ones that go against the grain or do something different that catch your eye. I mean, That's Bombs just, Over Baghdad by Outkast is a fantastic one, if you've ever seen that one or not, but... I definitely have. I'm drawing a blank right yeah. now because it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, have you even noticed any changes? Like, I don't know. You said you don't watch music videos so much anymore. I, I mean, you I, just sit in the basement and watch Fugazi videos like live. No, like, I, <laughs> this is gonna sound so terrible, but like, if I mean, it's I get sent video links all the time, and I don't watch them because I can't, I'm most of the time I'm just never in a position where I can watch them. Mm-hmm. So like, I just. I have fallen so out of, of, it's an interesting, it's interesting because there's like, as there has become this, there's so much content out there and there's amazing visuals. I've become a lot more attuned to just the audio aspect of it. And like for a long time, uh, you haven't really heard Lemonade then without. It's yeah, true, true, I know. But you haven't seen the visual portion of Lemonade. I've seen bits and pieces. <gasps> I know. You have to I what know, you must. Here's the real question is, have you heard Lemonade? I have, I have actually, yes, yeah. but I, not a ton. You must watch the visual. I know. <laughs> so, I, so I listened to Homecoming, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I was at work and I was like, I just want to stream I, it and listen. It's, it I sounds amazing. So I think I watched that about at least 30 times. <laughs> it's long too, right? It is, but it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Netflix. Yeah. Shout know, out Beyonce. Right? Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I Here's mean, a crazy story, and then we're going to do a song. Um, so I, I realized, like, my own prejudices. Um, I just recently got into Fiona Apple, mm-hmm. and uh, I got her second CD, and I remember seeing her when Title Are you a fan? I don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm a bad yeah. <laughs> I saw her. I, I saw her on the Lilith Fair. Um, oh, wow. My girlfriend took me, and, and we broke up, and then... Went to see another Lilith Fair, even though we had broken up. Okay. But, but anyhow. Bonded um, over Lilith But she Fair. was one of the first people. Like, she was on first, and I think it was, like, Frente Hay and Tracy Chapman. Oh, wow. It was pretty cool. I mean, Tracy Beautiful. Chapman was amazing. But I remember being really annoyed by Fiona Apple. Okay. And just being like, I'm not listening to this shit. And then mm. just <laughs> not listening to it. And then finally just getting the second album when the pawn hits or something like that. That's not Fiona Apple playing that Eric's listening to there. Um, and then mm. there was an article actually on Pitchfork about how people bought into this narrative that was being sold to them. I mean, I was like, 18 mm-hmm. and uh, people bought into this narrative that was being sold to them that you know she's this annoying kind of you know musical savant that's just kind of immature and mm. blah 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 and I just kind of, I kind of wrote her off yeah 
And I remember I saw Anthony and the Johnsons. Do you know them? <clears throat> I guess she goes by Anani, Anani now, but she was Anthony back then when I saw them um, in Seattle. I was like, one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen. And uh, they did a cover of Crazy in Love on the piano. Oh, wow. Beautiful cover. And I remember just thinking, you know, because I was older, like when, like, you know, I wasn't the demographic when Destiny's Child came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking, yeah, yeah Beyonce, or whatever, but the, the song was great. And, and, and Anthony or, or Anani or Anthony, whatever they went by at that point, uh, finished. And someone yelled, fuck Beyonce. <gasps> Blasphemy. And <laughs> oh totally. Why? Because you know it's indie rock, and no one listens to that back but in that was, really. That's yeah, rude. Back in two thousand eight. Um, still in so anyway, thing. you know, <laughs> Anthony totally spun out and kept their temper, but started just doodling on the piano, talking about Mother Earth being sacred and Beyonce being sacred and the black woman is being sacred. Yes, and absolutely. Finally, like said, you know, I almost totally lost my shit there, but I brought myself back and now we're going to play the sh- continue the show. Yeah, I'm acknowledging like, that you will not disrespect. Yeah, it's like, it was, it was shocking though because it was That's like this beautiful, look yeah. it up on YouTube because they did this song a lot back then, just on the piano. Yeah. Crazy and, um, that's the one that, that's Destiny's Child song, right? That's not a solo. Crazy it? in Love is, um, as a solo. Oh, it's yeah, a solo? It's I'm pretty sure that's what it was sung. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, because it's the other one is later. It was post Destiny's Child. Yeah, sure. anyway, I think it's that song. Um, but look it up and uh, Anthony and the Johnson's amazing, beautiful version of it. Um, and I, I, it was the Seattle show, so I don't know if anyone caught the fuck Beyonce thing at the end. But it wow. was it was shocking because it was like this emotional moment. Everything's quiet. I'm appalled. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like how even worse it would be in 2019, like someone like would get that person would get jumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where somebody thinks that like I mean, why would you ruin any moment like that? It's just, it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's music's so pure. Like, what does Beyonce have to do with, like, I mean, what is, like, your personal issue, apparently, with Beyonce have to do with, like, the music? Like, yeah. Anyway, for the people at home who are the big fans, the three of you out there, or the, the four of you out there, is there a car going by outside? There is a, a fucking, of, like, tour of bicycles. Yeah, it's a bunch oh, of bikes. Oh, okay, let's listen to it for a minute. We're not in the bathroom. We're just listening to these bikes go by. <laughs> it's like the naked bike ride. Like when the naked bike ride went by, you know, it's just like total chaos and lights. And, and I was at a party once. At, remember Mateo? Uh-huh. At his house, it was like a pig roast. And this is like, once again, 10 years ago. And it was this giant party. There was all these people there in a Prince versus Bowie bike yeah. group showed up and joined the party. Oh, we had a dance God. party out in the street. It was unbelievable. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, we do a thing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch things up a little bit. Where uh, Marquis is gonna share some of their music a little later. But um, yes. uh, Eric and I also do this thing with Holly where we do the iPod shootout. Where even though you use your laptop and Holly, uses no, I use oh, my phone. You, you, your phone. And I actually did. I and I I actually got a new phone. Oh, so what, is, you, what is it? Do you have do you have cell service though? No, no, oh, no. Okay, no, you just got no. the new phone. Yes. Okay. Where we do this thing where um, Eric uses his phone and Holly uses her phone and I use my iPod, uh, which is what we classic started. Yeah, device. classic iPod. Wow. He's yeah. big time in Vintage this year. Vintage device. Yeah. I actually I have his... Uh, I, had a, I had it back before anybody had... <laughs> yeah, so I, have a, I have a iPod, chain yeah. that I wear this around, you know. That's <laughs> a look. Listen, that's yeah. a look. Yeah. It's like the updated Flavor Flavor. Instead of the clock, you just... Oh, <laughs> my. But 
we uh, we put the we put our shit on the shuffle, and whatever song comes up first, you get to hear it at home. And then we're gonna talk about it and see who knows what it is. Um, I think I had a uh, Yola Tengo song recently that was like thirty seconds. I think two times yeah, ago right. or yeah, something. Right. And none of us can like pronounce more, the name, yeah. but you know who knows? I mean, we never know. I mean, since Holly's not here, we're not gonna get any mountain goat songs tonight because that's always <laughs> what comes up. It's like emo and mountain goats. Yes. So uh, Eric's gonna I go first. There's I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of silver Jews on my iPod right now because of uh, David Berman's uh, sad demise last week, but um, that did not come up. But you just have to get the plug in there. Well, yeah, yeah it's yeah. been it's one of those things that's just been heavy heavy on the mind lately. But um, th- this will be a sharp left turn. This is a band called Look Blue Go Purple. Um, they are a New Zealand. Are band. they on the flying, flying? I think they're nun? from. I think they're on the flying nun. Okay, label, but um, I will, I'll do a little bit of research while while we listen to this track. Right and what's now. the name of the track? The uh, the name of the track is called "A Hundred Times." Okay, that was Look Blue, Go Purple. Uh, the song was called 100 Times. They're uh, from, they're, I guess I guess if you're from New Zealand, you're Kiwi? Yeah. Like, yes. is that, that is the the way, like, you know, it's not, they're not, I don't, where, did, where does that come from? The bird that is probably from there. 
So they are from New Zealand. Yeah. So they are Kiwi. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they were on the Flying Nun record label. Which is, can you name another Kiwi label? Another Kiwi label? Another news label from New Zealand? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the John Philip Sousa. Of, of the Flying Nun is like very, like there is that, like, you know, they're, they're, they have a sound, right? I mean, there is. It sounds like uh, Sally Field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. That was, that's a deep that's deep. I spent a lot of, this is a quick side tangent. <laughs> when I was um, younger, there was a, like USA, the TV network would always have like, you know, these old shows on in the middle of the afternoon after it was like right before the USA Cartoon Express would come on. And so we would end up, my sister and I would end up watching it and it would be like the flying nun and Gidget. And they're, both the two, Field. they're both Sally Field. And I was These on, are shows? Yeah, they were, oh, okay. TV, they were shows oh, yeah, from like the 60s. Yeah. They were like 60s shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. He so was born was, in 51. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just always think of those two shows. Like, yeah, Gidget, where she's like this, like, you know, teen girl, like just kind of hanging out. And then the okay. fucking flying nun. Like, Lord. <laughs> she had her habit would allow her to fly. And sometimes what? they show Not what? Without My Daughter. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? <laughs> it's this movie like where she's like, this, she marries this guy from like some Middle Eastern country and he's totally fine. Oh my God. <laughs> and they go over there and he goes like total like jihad or something. Oh, And Lord. she's like, the whole movie's about her like escaping with her daughter. Oh, yeah. Lord. It's like, he's, he's like bringing. And she was also in Smokey and the Bandit too, which is also like a feather in her cap. And she was Forrest Gump's mother. Yes, that's right. Man, Sally Field. Field. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she also slept with Bono once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord. Do you know who Sally Field is? She's an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyhow, uh, she's, so she put out this record. Yeah. <laughs> Go purple. <laughs> Sally Field is a big... Yeah, so I don't. I actually don't know a ton about this band. I, I just I, I got this... Comp- I don't know if there's anything beyond the compilation even really available. But anyway... I like that song. It's got sort of a jangly '80s college rock feel to it. It sounds like the Breeders to me, but yeah, a little bit. I don't yeah. know. What do I, I feel know? like Breeders are a little more raw. But <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I was just, you know, happy to be put onto it. <laughs> I love hearing new music. I definitely have never heard of what do they call it again? Look blue, go Look purple. Blue, what go one? Purple. They're not. Are they defunct? Right? Like, have yeah, to be. I think. So I, yeah, I don't think this they, was from when. There's another cat now. There's two of them here. And it's like being swarmed. Little meow meows. Yeah, oh, the, uh, that's why we occasionally start laughing because there was one cat that just stuck her head in my like water. We've glass recently here got and, kittens. Is that is is why this is all of a sudden a an issue? It's not an issue. It's an yeah. adorable. So issue. when is this band from? <laughs> when. 85, uh, this was from, they were your actor from 83 to 88, it looks like. So they didn't make music videos? I, the, I don't know, actually. I'm sure yeah. there's at least yeah, one. There's yeah, there's going to be something. Yeah. Um, so back to our guest. Uh, th- the thing I wanted to talk about uh, in this segment is, you know, I live. we live here in Portland, and we don't really, it's like, you know, you only see what's in front of you. Mm. You don't know what how we're being, well, some of us do more than others, how we're being perceived by everybody else or how we look or things like the way we sounds on record. You're like, I don't sound like that. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm curious, like, how Portland is perceived outside of Portland. You know, obviously there's Portlandia. Yeah. Which people are probably like, oh, that's the place where, you know, blankety blank. And I remember before I even moved out here, 
one of my friends, I said I was going to go visit, mm-hmm. and his his response was, "Isn't that a place where there's just a bunch of drug addicts running around in Portland?" Yeah, that's what that was his that was his you know East Coast <laughs> I mean, taste on on port on, yeah. on you know take on Portland. But my well, question is the Gus Van Sant like drugstore. Uh, was it drugstore account? They were running around in that movie a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, they were. They yes, but I don't know. I guess yeah, because that's what you see. But the question I'm, I'm leading up to it, I, I like you know, cause I'm long winded here. Um, the question I'm leading up to is, I'm curious, like how we, we do have a hip hop scene, we do have a rap scene here, mm-hmm. but obviously nationally, we're not like you know, there's not like this huge popular scene outside of Portland. Mm. And I'm curious, like how do you? How would you describe the the, the Portland hip hop scene to someone who doesn't live here? Mm-hmm. And like, what's and what and why should we be? Why should it be more well known? And I really don't want to talk about Damien Lillard's record. Okay, so let's just <laughs> um, Dame Dalla. <laughs> um, I would say um, that my perspective of the hip hop scene here is that there are really no rules, you know? I feel that way, you know, I feel that's becoming the norm outside of Portland, but really, like, in Portland, there are no rules. Like, people are really, like, experimenting and, like, playing around with a lot of different things and, like, carving lanes for themselves. And I don't know. I feel like... I've definitely like ran into challenges within the hip hop community here. I definitely sort of, I don't adhere to a lot of the old ways <laughs> of like navigating hip hop. Um, what do you, what do you mean by that? I just feel like there's a lot of, Oh gosh, I don't like, how do I want to say this? I feel there's a lot of um, oh, like antiquated ideas of the like boys club of hip hop. That's everywhere though, probably. Yeah. And I, I feel like it, it definitely has like caused like a disconnect for me and the like hip hop scene here. Cause I don't, I just don't have time for all of that. And I, I know who I am. I know like, the moves that I want to make. I know the moves that I'm making the city fucks with me in a very real way. And I have definitely ran into like, you know, how do I want to put it? Just like people not digging that. I'm not from Portland. You know what I mean? One, I'm... You grew up in Arkansas, right? Well, yeah, I was born in Arkansas and I I moved here um, when I was 18 to Portland. So I understand that. I'm not like a quote-unquote native, and I'm popping in the city, and that's no, like, ego. That's just what it is. So I I really, really try to just, like, make sure that I am humbled within myself and that I am just, like, as real and, like, vulnerable as possible and show, like, genuine love when I feel called to do so. Um, Because I feel like there's a lot of, like, you have to show love just off the strength, and I'm just not that type of person <laughs> I can't show fake love and so I I don't really like vibe with like those kind of like sort of um abiding by these like pleasant trees of like hip-hop and like sort of kissing the ass of the old heads like I'm not really with that so but that's just me I think that there's a beautiful thing happening here like I would touch on earlier of like people showing just like support off the strength of like there's enough for everybody to eat there's enough room for everyone to like do their own thing and that is something I think that 
other cities outside of Portland could really learn from. I feel like um, when I look at concert listings, for example, all the hip hop that comes through, like the usual suspect places, is usually bigger national acts. You don't mm-hmm. see too many local acts play like the Crystal Ballroom or the Roseland or something yeah. like that. And um, I teach high school, and one of my students did a project about the the local hip hop scene, and mm-hmm. a lot of it seemed to be house shows. Yeah, and uh, smaller places. Like, where would you advise someone who's curious into learning more about the local scene? Like, how do you find out about it? Like, how do you? Oh, I would really just say like a simple Google search or just like... Like Portland Hip Hop Show? Yeah, Portland Hip Hop Show, Portland Hip Hop Scene, you know, and Google what like whatever comes up, like just check into it because there is a scene here. There is something really amazing. And like something I find so interesting is that like when I was 18 living here, Hip hop shows were they were a thing, but they were very much so. A lot of them had to be underground, or you know, at venues where, because there was that whole you know for a, a while, like gang activity was very like real here, and the fire marshals were shutting down hip hop shows forever, and so like the hip hop scene here couldn't really like. The the way that the scene is now, that was not a thing when I was a, like a teenager here. And how long ago was that? Just for um, so I'm uh, I'm 28. Maybe about like seven years ago. So it's pretty yeah. recent. Yeah, this is just like just now starting to like pop off in like a really beautiful way. Like there are all black like hip hop shows happening at Mississippi studios. And like, Mm -hmm. that was not a thing when I was 18. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least like to my, like from my memory, because like the fire marshals were fucking shutting shit the fuck down. Yeah. And like, it's really, really interesting to see now how like the main, like, sort of the like most popular some of the most popular people in the scene are hip hop acts and so that's it's really cool. Yeah, well, who are some of the marquee kind of names that like there's uh Shanti Darling I think is one of them. No, there's no. only one marquee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my sis. Yeah. <laughs> We're two different lanes, yeah. but okay, I well, feel like accent. I yeah, I feel like yeah, like Shanti I I'd, I'd say like Last Starful Dodger. Uh, Dodger for sure. Um I feel like there are just like Amine even is a Portland native and has like made so many moves and strides and also still fucks with his city, which is so bomb and so cool to see. He did that. Um, he sponsored that billboard um, recently that it was like, oh, what did it say? I think it was like, yes, there are black people in Portland. And it's just like his little face, <laughs> the beanie on his head in like the corner. I just think yeah people need to if you don't google like Portland's black history and be prepared to be wowed about how awful it is. Yeah, like, I mean that yeah and I think that's a, another significant and beautiful thing of how cool it is to see like black music acts really take up space and really like do significant things here. It's really beautiful to see. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see a festival or something. Like that. I know. I'm like, who? Yeah, give us the a budget to make a all black music festival here. I mean, we do have. I think it's coming up like the Black Business Owners or Black Restaurant like week or something where you're oh, supposed to go cool. and 
and uh, you know support the, the the people of color who own businesses here in the oh, city. Oh, right. Okay. Were you going to say something? No, I was just thinking of Carmen Rivera. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who may be a future guest. I've been in touch with her. Oh, nice. She said she was interested. Zale had recommended, Zale Schoenberg, the the, uh, founder of Pickathon, had recommended her as a guest and had been in touch with her by email. Yeah. So she's someone that we're looking to book at some point. Yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like, obviously, from where I'm sitting, like when I think about Portland music, it's like the Decemberists and. Mm Modest Mouse and all yeah. these, Elliot Smith and all Danny Warhols, yeah, <laughs> Everclear, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, no, no, but um, I'm just, I just curious, like, do you think that there's like a Portland sound? Mm. If there isn't, that's cool too. Oh, that's a heart. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm qualified to make that like make a comment on a, a Portland sound. I would say that a lot of the vibe of the music in Portland that I fuck with is a lot about reclaiming and a lot about like taking up space and being unapologetic in who you are. Um that's what I get about a lot about it from like Portland artists for sure. Um, and really standing firm in what your music is about and like your experience. I think that's really beautiful. I don't know if that really qualifies as a comment on the sound here, <laughs> but that's just like what I, a lot of what I get from a lot of the, the artists here for sure. And in terms of the type of people that you draw here, like when you look out in the crowd, what do you see? I often see myself reflected for sure, I, um, which is really beautiful. Um, but also I see people who maybe have never heard of me before or seen anyone like me doing what I do on stage. And I see in real time their whole like thought process and their whole like everything kind of shatter. And that's really cool. Um but I I have to say that I love the most when, like, my people show up, when my community shows up and, and shows out. That's, like, the biggest, biggest reward for me, for sure. Okay, well, we're going to play another song, and it's my pick here, I guess, on this iPod classic. Classic. <laughs> classic. Let's, let's see what comes up here. You know, it's a little slow. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of yeah, like, you, you, hear little bit. you can hear um, the gears. Hear the gears. It's, like, it's like our knees when we, when we hike. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, it's going. Okay. Um, this song's a minute and a half. It's the, uh, the song, the title's really long. This picture of us, P by Max Richter.
That was This Picture of Us P um, by Max Richter from his 24 Postcards in Full Color album. Uh, for those of you listening at home, Max Richter is a German-born British kind of post-classical per, um, composer, and uh, all of his stuff is super beautiful and melancholy like that. Um, Sounds like something from the the end of the movie The Road. Like That's Nick Cave that composed I know, that. The, I know. The, um, but yeah, so have you guys have heard of Max Richter? Or do you, what'd you think of the song? Never heard of Max Richter, but... Or the minute and a half piece or whatever you want to call it. That was very sad. And <laughs> But I love I love strings like that. I love like violin, so... It's hard. Like they have... Like, the, like that sound has such a... Just a distinct emotional... Like it always feels kind of gut-wrenching. Like, I know. I just like imagine like... like uh, Victorian style mat- mansion and like <sighs> someone coming down the staircase was just like in distress, <laughs> you know, like heartbreak with like a candelabra. You know, maybe she falls when she gets to like the last. Song. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like very dramatic. When we when we put the Normani song on, we were all gathered around Eric's computer and kind of you know Marquise was dancing a little bit. And then when Eric's song came on, we were kind of up and talking. And then this song came on, everyone just sat at their seat and stared off at the face. Yeah. And like, <laughs> we all went inside. We all just like, oh, oh shit, honey, I'm yeah. already going through it. <laughs> if you like that little snippet, I do recommend the two albums, Memory House, which is absolutely gorgeous, and uh, it's one of his first, and then the Blue Notebooks, which has some narration by Tilda Swinton on it. Oh, wow. Um, it's fantastic stuff. And I, the most one of, he did this eight-hour piece called Sleep that supposedly you're supposed to listen to while you sleep because it mimics the sleep cycle of some sort. Hmm. Uh, I have the LP, which is Selections from Sleep, which is just beautiful. And I don't know what the new one is called, but it's a, based on um, uh, Virginia Woolf stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I think you guys have a copy of that. Yeah. Does, um, doesn't he ha- isn't some of his stuff more like ambient too like he's a got like sort of bit. like he's, i thought he had like sort of like the the this sort of classical sound and then the also ambient it's stuff. more it's a lot of it's like this yeah i'd say there's some there's some a little bit more ambient but i think you might be thinking about someone else like nils from maybe or no nils from piano though yeah so but it's uh yeah that's my ipod for you and that's, that's what it brings up you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah check them check them out max richter is one of my favorites um now we get to the the portion of the show where i ask a ridiculous question and the the guest throws his her drink in my face and leaves. Uh, <laughs> Wait, has that happened? No, it's never happened. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, that's so, a drama. Yeah, it's never it's never actually. Like, let me get my Pinot Gris <laughs> ready. <laughs> let me fill up your glass. There. I don't think we've ever had much drama with a guest, have we? Hmm. Not yeah, I mean, there was like, one when you asked, like off when we were paused. You're like, "Is everything going okay for you?" Because they were such a deadpan sense of humor that we you were worried we were offending them. With Omar, I mean, I'm sure if he's if he's listening, he won't care. But no, I don't think that was me. That I think Holly was oh, concerned. Holly was concerned. <laughs> I thought it was Aww. you. Uh, they, they, we, I have a friend that that's this author that just is like total deadpan. You know, it's like he, mm-hmm. he gets on. He's like, I always ask myself why. He's done it twice now. And he's like, why do I do this show? You know, like so. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you can tell he's having fun. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did get him. The, I did get him to say that sentence about the terrorist that was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but anyway, so I'm going to ask you this question. Um, last episode when the guy from Pickathon was on, mm-hmm. we were talking about how um, Phil Lesh was playing Pickathon, and because he is a, a Grateful Dead member, that he would attract a certain type of fan called a Wookie, which oh. is we defined like in multiple. Basically, it's just a, a hippie that doesn't work and steals things, right? Is that oh my like, god, follows <laughs> bands around. Uh, yeah, something I, like. I mean, we yeah. we looked up multiple. It was like the shadow 
of like the shadow version of the hippie of like it was like a slightly like <laughs> hairier or dirtier. Yeah, not okay. honestly, it was like positive. Okay, version of then we the went hippie. deep in the Urban Dictionary about what a Wookie was. You yeah. Um, so I read an article about you in preparation for the show. Oh my I god! I think it was the Willamette Week, and I think the first sentence is, is like Marquis doesn't suffer fuckboys or something like that. No. So what's a fuckboy? Oh my god. <laughs> Why would you ask me this today? <laughs> Constantly dealing with them. Um, mm, I feel like a fuckboy looks like... I, I feel like the definition of a fuckboy is contingent upon the individual. But today I'd say a fuckboy typically is somebody, usually a man... Or a mask of center person who, you know, maybe sometimes they might appear like sensitive or very like in touch. And that's how they get you. You know what I mean? But nine times out of ten, they're not very like emotionally mature or emotionally available or aware or... You know, they might say, you're the only one I'm talking to, and we know that's a lie. <laughs> or, you know, maybe they... So why is Killer Mike rapping about fuckboys? <laughs> a fuckboy yeah. is just like, it, pro- like any just like mask of center person that is just like wasting your time. And you know what your time looks like when it's wasted. So a fuckboy is, yeah... It, He's a lot of things, <laughs> but he's not for me. <laughs> Eric's been calling me fuckboy now for like a year. I have no idea what he's talking about. So here's the Urban Dick, the top definition. Okay, lay it on me. It's long. Jesus Christ. I'd say, uh, yeah. I, These I words agree. are not coming from me. Okay, um, an asshole boy who is into strictly sexual relationships. He will lead a girl on and let her down, then apologize and yeah. only ask for pics. I guess that's pictures. Yeah. Uh, once the girls welcomed them back into her trust. Uh, boys like this will pretend to be generally care about the girl, but always fail to prove the supposed affection. He yep. never makes plans because he has to hang out on his terms, which yeah. could be the most whimsical of all times. And whimsical is blue in case you don't know what it means and you have to click <laughs> on it. Uh, <laughs> and if the girl rejects those plans because she has a legitimate reason for not being able to hang out. Because she will pause because she is far more developed in her emotional maturity. Awareness. She doesn't have time. Proceeds. But he'll get, he'll get, he will get pissed. Yes, he okay. will. However, if his plans are made, if plans are made, he will bail on. Once again, you can click on bail on. Mm. I think you guys understand bail on. Yes. Is it one word? Like it's two. Bail on Greyjoy? It's two. We actually had a friend whose, <laughs> whose last name became synonymous with bailing on. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, uh, is the, yeah, what are the origins of bail? Yeah, okay. Um, anyway. Of hay? So if plans are made, this, 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 this. T- this fuck boy, well, he this, he will bail on them without a second thought. Mm-hmm. And if a girl tries to stand up to, which is once again, you can click on it, this asshole. Because again, she is aware in herself what she's got going on, what she needs, what she does not need. And she's advocating for those needs. Proceed. <laughs> this, said, this said fuck boy will most likely deny everything and turn it all around on the girl. Maybe because he... <laughs> <laughs> because he is not aware and secure in himself and is probably a very, very, very much so um, suffering from mommy issues. 
I don't know. I don't want to speak on his life, but proceed. Said fuckboy. <laughs> we'll make it seem as though the conflict at stake, click on it if you don't know at stake. <laughs> it's her, her fault. And he has nothing done. He has done nothing wrong and hates it when girls bitch at him for quote unquote no reason. Classic. I love, wait, is this still going? Yeah, there's okay, more. I'm sorry. There's, we're about halfway done. <laughs> you guys cool? Can I keep going? Yes, please. Please, okay. please. He will come, always come crawling back, clickable. <gasps> because he's a horny prick. Let me, that's clickable too. Eric, what the fuck? Your picture's on here. <laughs> <laughs> horny prick. <laughs> so he's always going to come crawling back because he is a horny prick. You can see it's blue right there. Horny wow. Insane. I'm I know. screaming. And he cannot withstand a, I don't know what this means, this word, and you can click on it. He cannot withstand the disposition of one of his B-A-E-S's. Bays. Oh, is that like boo? Bay is like your boo. Okay. You know, it's also, it can also mean like before anyone else. That's oh, but like bay is like boo. Yeah. But, you know, that's what he says, but she's not really, is she? No, she's not. Yeah. She's not your bay if you're fucking around on her. Yeah. Because he has more than one, that's for sure. Truly. Yeah. Texting such a boy will consist of the girl carrying the conversation and the boy responding with short answers <gasps> 10 or more minutes after the girl's response. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yes. But when she asks why he takes so long to answer it, it'll be because he is quote unquote busy. busy. <gasps> ah! Sorry, I know the kids are sleeping. Sorry. <laughs> I cannot handle I am triggered. I cannot handle But this. he promises he likes her. We're almost done. <gasps> oh my Boys like this are egotistical assholes who cannot be trusted and are hard to get they rid of. Certainly not can, because they say be all the right things to get the girl back. But here's here's the thing. Here's oh. Tiffany and Stephanie. <laughs> Tiffany says he found me on Instagram and commented HMU, which I know he means hit me. <gasps> He's hot. Should I go for it? No. It, that red red flag and says. Tiffany says no. He's such a fuckboy. Sleeps around and will screw you over. Truly, he's not worth it, sis. Here's the shorter definition of fuckboy. Someone who is only <laughs> looking for a piece of ass to use and then throw away. Chick one, quote unquote, he's so hot. Chick two, don't be fooled. He's, he's a, a total fuckboy. Fuck yeah. mm, mm, mm. See, yeah. that's why like, it started off so literal as in like, fuckboy. Like, okay, you can figure that out like by those two words. I, I can, I, but yeah. I always assumed that it was something else. And then it goes into that amazing detail that almost sounds like a very, I mean, like that's a really specific. Yeah. But it's so, like, I mean, it sounds. Mark, he was even like telepathically narrating some of that. <laughs> that is so specific and very yet so, so universal. That's insane. Uh, and here's the, there, there's seven of them and they're ranked in order. Like the, <gasps> that was the, the one, the long one was like the most liked. This is the least liked. Okay. Uh, it's a fuckboy is a guy with the body of a man and the mind of a perverted teenager. <gasps> he has no heart, which you can click on. True heart? You can click no on? No heart. Oh, wow. He has no heart, just a penis. <laughs> I've never heard this before. <laughs> 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 just, just a penis that he uses to, when you click on this, paint the town. <gasps> here's, the, here's the sentence. <laughs> Kenny is such a fuckboy, only sending snaps at 2 a.m. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Well, you know. P.S. So why is Killer Mike rapping about fuckboys? Is he rapping from the perspective of one? Because here's the thing. I think to at some capacity, at some point, a lot of us have all been fuckboys and fuckgirls. I know that I have myself. But there comes a time where we mature and we grow out of those things. 
And if you were, say, like, late 20s, early 30s, and you're still a fuckboy, I have very concern, like, yeah, lots of concerns yeah. for your future. Yeah. And that's that on that. That's, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, I'm just still flabbergasted at the specificity here. And, like, that, yeah. it was, but. Pinpoint. It's yes, They're very easy very, to clock. Those fuck boys. I'm looking for a lyric from Run the Jewels, and I found a Reddit post that says the lines that include fuck boy from LP and Killer Mike have been removed and are not coming back, and I can't figure out why. Huh. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, the fuck boys in the 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 thread are upset. They complained. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. It's uh, according to Jezebel. Not. It's not the definition of fuck boys is not what the bad trend pieces are telling you. So, uh, how is it not? I don't know. This line, there's too many big words for me in this one here. Um, I don't know. Anyway, the reason it came up is because I read that article about you mm-hmm. and how uh, you don't suffer them. Yeah, because I. Um, it's so funny that you <laughs> asked me this. I because I've been talking to a lot of my friends recently because I recently started dating this year again after like a wild breakup and. I encountered that a lot of these like people who would like see me and my like whatever they're seeing me as. And like, I feel like I'm a very like self-aware person. I know who I am. I know what it is that I want. I know for the most part, (laughs) but on the, like on the things that like, you know, I know what I want. I know what I want. And, um, I'm a very, like I said, self-aware person. And a lot of times people are attracted to that. And when they, you know, pursue me, they don't necessarily understand like what it takes to be a self-aware person and a a person who understands themselves and is very secure in themselves. Um, Because that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of ownership over your past, your future, what you what you want, how you view yourself. It takes a lot of conversations with yourself and a lot of people aren't willing to have those conversations. And I have found myself in situations with people who say they want one thing with me, but they're not prepared for what that thing means to be with Mm -hmm. someone like me. And they end up falling off or ghosting or, you know, eventually being completely honest with me and being like, I am not in the, like mental space within myself to jump into something with you, which is real. <laughs> Cause if you're not, please leave me alone. But it's like the remedy to, remedy to that for them is know yourself first before you step to somebody like me. And the remedy for me is to stop like pursuing or giving people like that access to me before it gets too late to where I'm like heartbroken or sad. You know what I mean? Like sad over it. It's like a pattern that I need to like let go of because I am so much of a nurturer and a someone who has a lot of like heart and love to give and that, you know, attracts people who need that. And that's real. But if if you're not in a place to match that, then I have to cut it and that's that's my biggest lesson to date what blows me away august 16th is is that the article i was reading about the 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 fuck boys you don't suffer were people who harass you for the way you dress or who you are Mm. so maybe they're just misappropriating the term or something like that maybe that's 
Definitely not what I meant by fuckboys. <laughs> Those type of people are fuckboys, but that wasn't the type of fuckboy that I was talking about. I just view those people as assholes. Yeah, we're not going to give them any more of our time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's hear one of your tracks, man. You got one yes. that we can check out? So we're going to listen to Full Outfit, which I just released the visual for two days ago. Um, this track um, is one of my favorites from my record Cabo. Um, because it is one of the first times in a track where I just really was honest about my sexuality and sort of my femme identity and really just like stepping into embracing that. And um, again, the track is very cinematic and it really translate, it translates in the visual. I also in this track brought a character. When I started doing drag, when I first um, moved here, I had this persona called Coco. And Coco was very like, whoop, bop, beep, beep. And she had a boyfriend named Johnny and she talked like this. And her and Johnny would always, you know, they <laughs> like get into their own little thing. Um, and I brought a little snippet of that character in the beginning narration of this uh, track. And it's just, it's a full circle kind of thing. This track is very special to me. And yeah. Listen to it, stream it, watch the video. All right, we're going to check the track out, and then we'll come back and talk a little about a, a little bit, talk about our favorite music videos of all time, and then call it a night. All right. All right, thanks. Sometimes, Johnny, you know, you just treat me like a regular goyle, and I'm not a regular goyle, you know? I know, Coco. Well, what are you going to do about it then, Johnny boy? He said he like it when I wear his favorite outfit. Lipstick, high heels, full outfit Baby said I keep up lit like a matchstick He said all his other niggas couldn't hack it He wanna lick me, slurp, slurp on his mattress He said, come here, baby, daddy, need to practice Sometimes he don't eat me good, but I still write his dick, though All up in my asshole, he curl all of these ten toes When he kiss me off Go all of his bank rolls. Take me to the mall. Let me cop myself some new clothes. Yo, freaky little poppy. He wanna fuck me in a hotel lobby. Booty hit it up so sloppy. He a bottom of 1090 when I top him. Yo, he said he like it when I wear his favorite outfit. Lipstick, high heels, full outfit. And baby, so into me. Said that he could make me bust so frequently. Make them feel so type of way in these tight blue jeans. Make them get down on one knee, wanna marry me, yo. Who that is your girl, Marky? Freak up in these streets and off in these sheets, yo. So tell me what the deal, little bunny. You said my body tastes like honey, yo. You wanna hop on, little bunny? You ain't got to act so funny, yo. Simple Costco size, good up on these thick thighs, yo. Might save your life. Roll a little treat, we can get high. Uh. Roll a little treat, we can get high. Uh. He said he like it when I wear his favorite outfit. Lipstick, high heels, full outfit. How's that go?
right. That was Full Outfit by me, Marquis. Um, check out the visual on YouTube. Stream the song wherever you stream music. And let's get back to it. Yeah, you're not wearing that outfit right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, it's very much so laundry day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, did you have any experience with Marquis' music before uh, the show? Did you get no, to I mean, to just I, I watched the video. Uh, the Wire Cutters? Uh, is it? I think Wire Cutters, but there was another one that I watched. Um, and now I'm blanking on which one that was. What was happening in the video? Oh, man. There was dancing. There, it was, uh, damn it. Was I on a basketball what? court? <laughs> Did you, you turn into watch a, one? No, I'm kidding. You turned <laughs> into a werewolf. No, oh. <laughs> that one hasn't been released yet. <laughs> you stall for me, Dave. I'm okay. Like, so tell me, you co-directed that video. The one that we just the watched. The one we just watched. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> and you were... At the very end, you were. Uh, you want to describe what was happening in that last scene? Yeah. So in the last scene, um, ice cream cone. Oh, the damn god video. Yes, yeah, that's the very first. Yes. Very first. Because that was I, I, the thing that sticks in my mind from it is the the long shot where the the sherbet is dripping it's down totally, my yes. arm. And I was like, it was amazing because I'm like watching it. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, what what an interesting visual, and like. And you held it. Yeah. And it keeps going. And I was it's like, like dripping on that. Like, Whoa, beautiful. This is getting really wall. intense. <laughs> like, it still goes. Jacket. That was not mine. <laughs> yeah. So, what was happening in the video we were just watching? Was there ice cream dripping? There was no ice cream oh. dripping, but there was a lot of drip of, you know, sexuality and drip in the form of clothing and looks. Um, yeah, there's a well. I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it, but expect to get wet. Expect lots of dynamic things happening. Lots of choreo and. I'm just trying to get you to tell the story that you said when we were watching it about the popper. Oh, the poppers. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> there is a scene that involves um, poppers, and when I was shooting it, every time like. Every time we were like, we shot it that we were like, we did like maybe five takes of it. And every time I was like actually hitting the poppers. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> and so like the last few times I fake hit the poppers. I think the shot we chose, I was actually hitting the poppers. But I was sit like laying in that position for a really long time because the latex um, dress that I was wearing, my stylist had to pin like pin it back so that it was form fitting. And so the position I was in, they had to like they would like were constantly just like lifting me into position, and I was just kind of like <laughs> sit like laying there. And so once we were done like with that section of the the filming, when I stood up, I was like. <laughs> like okay, I think <laughs> we had maybe one more um, scene to film after that, but I was so woozy <laughs> after that. That's what you're like when you get up after recording this podcast. Oh, right? my. <laughs> I, like, I like bend over to pick up like something that's fallen, and I get up and I'm like, Whoa. yeah, that is just, I've lost my my balance immediately. Yeah, that like. All precipice of blacking out. Yeah, exactly. Because all of a sudden it tunnels down uh -huh. just a little bit and then it comes right back It's out. always cool to watch a music video where you know some of the places. Like in this video we just watched, there was the Rose Garden. Uh -huh. And uh, um, it's curious to 
think about someone who's never been here and just seeing the roses and being like, oh, cool. Like we watched uh, in a class that I teach, we watched Old Joy, which was filmed here as a movie with uh, Will Oldham. It was directed by Kelly Reichard, uh, one of her, I think it might have been her first film. But they and co- written by... Um, oh, your friend. John, John Raymond. John Raymond. Uh, anyway, mm. so we're watching the movie, and I hadn't seen it when it came out, and that was before I lived here in Portland, like I think it's maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're going out to Bagby together. So it's about these two old friends that are reconvening, and they're going to Bagby, and which is east of here. Okay. Northeast, southeast. It's near Estacada, I guess. And so... He goes to pick him up, and he picks up he pick, one guy picks one guy up, and he picks him up at this little house just down the street by the Franz Bakery here. The oh, wow. I'm like, oh, cool! I know that place. I know that street. And then they go to buy drugs <clears throat> at a little house, which, for some reason, the filmmaker put it behind those giant like smokestacks that's right next to the Moda Center. Oh, <laughs> so you yeah. see them driving in front of there, and then they go to a little house. A guy gives them some marijuana, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, <laughs> don't go there, people. <laughs> I like you got Laura snitching in, in the video, <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, and I mean, it's a movie. It's not even a movie. Oh, it's, it's a, a video. Movie. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's a or a movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. And then they're they're supposedly heading to they're heading to uh, Bagby, which is east of here. And then the next thing they're eating in the what used to be the subway on thirty out by Scapoose near Salvi Island, and they're oh, eating yeah. there. But it's no longer a subway in the movie, but a restaurant. They turned into a diner. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going that way to go to Bagby's so anyway. The point is, is when you watch like a video or something in your hometown, it's kind of cool to like recognize stuff. Yeah. Right? Especially like when you watch Guns N' Roses videos. They don't shoot anything in, in, in Lafayette. I mean, I don't, yeah, that's all LA. Yeah. Well, when well, he gets off the bus with the hay in his mouth, come on. You yeah, the really, hay was probably from probably. Indiana, shipped straight in from Indiana. <laughs> Blown like, in. Yeah, they were like, we don't, I, none of this California hay. Like, we need like straight from the heartland hay. Uh, that, one, uh, that one video where they're watching the movie and they're eating the popcorn is probably from Popcorn in Indiana. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Doesn't exist. Okay. Fuck. Not a real place. Yeah, yeah not real. I want to go there. <laughs> There's a gas city, but there is not a popcorn Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I go to the grocery store, they tell me that's where the popcorn's no, from. It's 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 a lie, Dave. You've been taken yeah. in. Anyway, been taken in by the media. <laughs> Fuck. It's fake news. I feel bad for you. It's a falsehood. <laughs> I'm just imagining this town where it's just like kernels busting out all over it the place. Kernels. Yeah, popping kernels. But um, let's talk about our favorite music videos, just off the top of our heads of all time. Oh, man, just so the ones. Hard. Okay, the ones. This okay, so not even unfair. the favorite ones, but the ones that you just that are coming to mind. Okay. I can give you one, like, while you guys think. Okay. Like, I remember when I was in eighth grade, and all the boys and I would go to the house after school and wait for Wicked Game by Chris Isaac to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that video? It's basically... Oh, yeah. Yes. So you have uh, experienced the the prepubescent... Because you were of age when they yes. came out, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember the model's name, but basically the whole video is Chris Isaac cuddling with a topless model in this beautiful island in black and white. Yeah. And, uh, and she's topless. And for some reason, that video has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. It's beautifully it's done. A, it is a, yeah, it is a beautiful. It's not like salacious or anything. It's just, you know, when you're in eighth grade and mm-hmm. you don't have the internet, because we didn't at that point. Right. You know, um, but the video is, is beautifully done. It's really kind of the song. You know the song Wicked Game by Chris Isaac? Mm-hmm. Um, super haunting. I, I, do you like the song? I love that song. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's, a, it's sort of a false... It's like his other stuff doesn't sound like it's other stuff sounds more rockabilly, like straight ahead rockabilly kind of sound. Okay. And like this is like this, it's very haunting and That's beautiful of, and like ethereal. And the situations where I bought the CD, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is the rest uh, of this I, shit? You know, it's, like, it's just like, yeah, it's not, it's, uh, 
Yeah. It's an amazing song. Krungabin at Pickathon in their medley of like, they did all these. Miser Lou. They they did that, but they also did like uh, nothing but a G thing. And um, what's the Warren G? uh, Regulator. Regulator. They they did like those backing tracks as a medley. And then they went into Wicked Game. Really? Wow. I've seen REM cover Wicked Game on the Monster Tour, which was kind of a bizarre uh, cover for them to do. But yeah. Uh, but regulate regulator is that what it is? Regulate, yeah, regulate. Yeah, yeah, going from right. regulate regulators was what was that? What movie was that from? Was that regulators was from was uh, that Young Guns? No. Yeah, but yeah, I think okay. it was Young Guns. Okay, anyhow, um, yes. but yeah, going from that to Wicked Game, you know, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any music videos that you can think of? Uh, the only uh, the first one that popped into mind was Radiohead. Karma Police, just because oh. I remember that. Just it was such a bizarre, mm-hmm. like such a left field visual, and again, like taking a chance where there's like there's kind of a narrative, but there's not. But it's just these it's like images that you don't. Yeah, it's these images that you don't. Like I really loved the feeling that they they evoked mm-hmm. in that. We actually did a. We're doing a, a feature. I don't know how long it's going to last on the site, but it's the best blank ever. And uh, someone did do the best music video ever, and that's the Radiohead video is what they wrote about. There's like a whole article on the site. Have you seen it? Mm -mm. Basically, it's through the car's point of view, and it's chasing a guy down a street. Oh, damn. Through the whole video. And he's like terrified. Wow. And then it'll flash to the backseat, and the singer's in the backseat, and then it'll flash forward. And at one point, the guy like... And it's all kind of one shot. Yeah. It's here, and then the camera moves around. Okay. And then the guy finally is panting and gives up and the car stops and kind of like backs up and while the guy's like kind of panting lights a match and throws it in the car and big car like explodes you know oh, you in it but there's all and there's also that radiohead video where it's like it's a close-up on tom york's face oh no surprises where the water and the yeah. water like slowly rises until his whole head is just like covered in water and it's like it's really terrifying to, to watch. yeah because he's holding it's his insane. breath all the whole time yeah <gasps> It's it's disturbing. It's like that Santa yeah. Clockwork Orange where they put uh, Alex in the in the bin of water at the end and they beat him. Do you remember that? Yes. Like the cops, like friends, then he can't fight back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another awesome music video is that David Byrne Fat Boy Slim one. I don't remember the name of the song, but it's all those naked. Oh, Toe Jam. Yeah, all the naked people dancing yes. with like the different. That's right. Uh, yeah. Like you know, they're covered up in the private areas, but then they're yeah. lining up to like make like shapes with like the private areas and stuff yes. like that. That's oh. right. Yeah. So that's another that another classic. One. Do you have any mm-hmm. that come to mind? Hmm. The one that just like pops into my head is Let a Bitch Know by Kitty Smile. It's a fairly new, newer one. But the whole video is all of these just like black queer people, black trans women voguing. There's a scene where there's a bunch of them like lighting a car on fire and they're just like taking baseball bats to the <laughs> to the cars, just like causing terror. Um, it's like that Beyonce one off of Lemonade, right? Where she's beating the car. Yeah, she just like they're just like going ham. They're like doing all these stunts on like four wheelers. It's the way that it's shot is so. It's very beautiful. They're like, there's a scene where there's one person and they're very like gender fluid looking, and then at one point how they like edit it they like turn into a more like masculine version of like presenting um it's just like very very beautiful and like the choreography the the voguing um the song itself is really good it's just like 
really and the representation of it all is really beautiful also so you know every once in a while it doesn't happen like where i see a video now and i just watch it over and over again the one that i've been watching on repeat now is this band called suede who's like this brit pop band band that i really like that has a new record out i mean they're from the 90s but and the song's called life is golden and it's just aerial shots of chernobyl now with all the trees and shit oh yeah. it's an amazing Whoa. video wow. like, like this, all these empty buildings with trees growing through them and like this empty bumper car rink and like an empty... Yeah. So that's amazing. And there's another one I remember by this guy named Leaf. Have you heard of Oh, it? yeah. One of his Love them. first videos. And I don't remember the name of it, but it was just... It was awesome. And I just watched that one over and over again too. And sometimes it's the ones that make me laugh. Yeah. They're the ones I watch more often. But um, you said that you... And I think you said this on there that you get a lot of videos sent to you and you're just so overwhelmed you don't get to watch them all, right? Well, but I mean, I'm, when I say videos, I mean like... Any video, like if somebody sends me a video of like okay. check out this, yeah, or check out this waterfall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, I'm just like I can't. I'm like I don't. I mean, I it's really lame. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened, and I'm just like I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. Because we used to watch. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go home and watch MTV for like an hour. Or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Totally. I would. It was just constant. But we had no control, and that, I mean, I don't know how you feel about control because now, like with YouTube, you can put a you know, type in whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you can it, watch whatever the hell you. Yeah, I, it's but there. I mean, maybe that's. I don't know. I I, I sometimes I, it's like sometimes I like I, I like listening to the radio. I listen to X Ray because I like I trust the DJs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like and it, it's gonna put on stuff that I haven't heard and like it's, yeah. it's stuff that's also like. I know. You should make a T-shirt. X-ray is my algorithm. (laughs) 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 But it's true because, like, you know, sometimes I don't want to. I don't want to have to put in the effort to like search it out necessarily. But I also don't want like. I want to know that it's a person doing it. Yeah, too, so. that's real too, for sure. What about you? Do you just do friends send you links, or do you? Do you my friends send me links. I also just like am constantly absorbing like new new content or like seeking out new content. Um, I find a lot of like new stuff through my Instagram or just like through like random Spotify playlists. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, I really appreciate having you come on. Yeah, Why don't you uh, give everyone at home a chance to, like, to tell them where to find your stuff and what should they be buying at this point? Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at Marquee, M-A-A-R-Q-U-I-I. Um, and you can find me wherever you stream music under the same uh, name and also on YouTube under the same name. Um, you should be buying my music <laughs> right now. I don't, I'm getting ready to have a merch launch launch soon. It's just when you're an independent artist, it takes a while to get that overhead. So um, yeah, stream my music, buy my music, um, come to my shows, hit me up on IG, say something nice. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Marky, thank you so much for coming thank, on. Thank you. Uh, for Holly, who, you know, I'm just going to pour a little bit of water on the ground here for her. Love uh, you. Uh, yeah, for Holly and for Eric and myself, enjoy, enjoy your life. life. Yeah. Over Instagram walls, cocaine all up in your nose. 
Trippin' ass, trippin', trippin' ass hoes You cocaine all up in your nose Nah, with the shit, so we're feminine Rock the mic, make you hoes reminisce When I did I don't know you bitches nothing Not a smile, I just pay you with the dustin I dip, take up on grip Only fuck with bitches that can't really get a grip Icy, they call me a bitch I might be, I got shit to do And I do not take it lightly Told your girl out for some rented Gucci